Hello and welcome to the latest CSG podcast. This is going to be a CSG special. I am coming to you live and outside of uh, Grand, it, it, basically on the edge of Grand Junction, Colorado. I am looking at the uh, the Book Cliffs and Mount Garfield, uh, and just to my right there is the Grand Mesa. Uh, I will describe uh, Grand Junction, Colorado as desolate, depressing, but strangely beautiful. So uh, if anyone wants to come out here, I highly actually suggest that you go to one of the wineries. Um, that is probably the best part of Grand Junction. Uh, so if you're going to come out here or come this way, I suggest you go that direction. Uh, thank you for joining me on this, uh, this CSG special. And I, I'm, this one's going to be kind of an interesting subject because it is one of the most important parts of the 2008-2009 Denver Nuggets that largely goes ignored. And I'm talking specifically about the transformation, body transformation and dedication transformation of one Carmelo Anthony. Uh, coming into the 2008-2009 season, Melo had a lot to prove, to say the least. Uh, he was famously caught on, on video yelling at George Carl to not just sit there, do something at the cal calamitous ending to the 2007-2008 season. Uh, he also came in with a bit, I believe, with a bit of legal trouble, if I remember correctly. That's something that I, I may be misremembering, but I think at one point he uh, was, uh, he had something happen to him in the offseason. I could be wrong about this, so don't quote me on it. Um, and uh, it, it just, there was a lot of on his shoulders being as someone who was the franchise face. Uh, above and beyond uh, Allen Iverson. Now, coming into that season, Carmelo Anthony needed to rededicate himself. And first and foremost, he needed to change his body. He needed to change the way he approached the game of basketball. Melo was a, was a accomplished and tremendous scorer who put very little thought into the rest of his game. And uh, let's face it, he was always this baby fat, chubby Carmelo Anthony that uh, basically he uh, held him back from other things he could have been doing. He was very lazy on the defensive re rebounding end, and he didn't seem to dedicate himself to making his teammates better. It was something that was a common and very accurate criticism of Carmelo Anthony that dogged him in the early part of his career and also the later part of his career. But coming into that season, Carmelo needed, Anthony needed to make a change. Now, people largely credit his time with uh, what's called the, known as the Redeem Team, uh, the 2008 uh, China Olympics uh, team that kind of rebuilt the U.S.'s uh, reputation uh, in, in 2008 after it had been tarnished and sullied. And Mello was a big part of that, that tarnishing in 2004, uh, coached by Larry Brown, that team that only won a bronze medal. Uh, what we have or, or saw coming into that uh, Olympic team was Carmelo Anthony being on a team that was motivated, highly motivated to change the narrative and to change their, change the approach, change the way they uh, were uh, perceived and the way they played, uh, coached by Mike Krzyzewski. Uh, Larry Brown, the coach of the uh, 2004 Olympic team, famously hated Carmelo Anthony. I mean, it was, it was I don't think... In fact, if Carlo, Carmelo Anthony was benched 
during the final game or maybe the game before that. Uh, it was just a bad, horrible, horrible relationship between the two. Uh, and you could probably say with some reason. Uh, Carmelo uh, often gets credited for that particular team, his experience with LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, um, all those players that ended up on that uh, 2008 Olympic team. Uh, that is a kind of a myth. Yes, while it did have an effect on Carmelo Anthony, it wasn't the biggest effect. The biggest effect that Carmelo Anthony had is a member of that, that, that redeemed team uh, who he looks up to, values his opinion, and really takes his advice to heart. And that was one Kobe Bryant. Wasn't LeBron James. The myth about Team Banana Boat, which is uh, LeBron James... Uh, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, Chris Paul, Carmelo Anthony, was that they all kind of have this symbiotic relationship, but they all look up to LeBron. That is absolutely, completely inaccurate, at least when it comes to Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo always saw himself from the time that he came out of uh, the first year of, in fact, going back to when he was in AAU or in high school, he always saw himself as, as LeBron James' peer, not his subordinate. Carmelo Anthony always saw himself, as we all know it's inaccurate with, with the benefit of hindsight, but there was a time, particularly in Melo's rookie year, where it was like, wow, Melo, look at, he, he had the better rookie season. Let's face it, he was robbed of rookie of the year in 2004, uh, he had the better rookie campaign and it was ignored because Denver. Um, but Carmelo Anthony has never seen himself as LeBron James subordinate. Uh, but you could say that there is not a single player that Carmelo Anthony looks up to more than, than Kobe Bryant. And and if you listen to some interviews during, taken during the 2009 Western Conference Finals, Melo goes to great lengths of to explain how much Kobe Bryant himself specifically had a big impact on the way Melo approached the 2008-2009 season. Carmelo Anthony came in with a dedication and a, a will to improve his body that came largely from discussions with Kobe Bryant. It wasn't an Olympic mellow coming into the 2008 season. It was mellow having a heart to heart with his, his friend and, and mentor Kobe Bryant that basically catapulted into him to that area. And that conversation with Kobe Bryant got mellow to improve his body, got him to cut the cornrows, um, got him to really dedicate himself and make himself better. And it wasn't, LeBron James, it wasn't Dwayne Wade, it wasn't Chris Bosh, it wasn't Chris Paul, it was Kobe Bryant, which people can look at this and say, for better or worse, whatever influence Kobe, Kobe Bryant has, uh, and with the benefit of hindsight, a lot of his numbers and his, his status in the league is greatly exaggerated, but it's not necessarily a bad thing that Kobe Bryant got to Carmelo Anthony and explained him what he needed to do to be a better player. It produced Carmelo Anthony's, what I regard as Carmelo Anthony's best season. Um, now, his points were the, let's see, he averaged 22.8 points per game, uh, 6.8 rebounds, and uh, 3.4 assists. 
Now you say those are those are pretty pedestrian numbers. In the grand scheme of things, they are. Mello played 66 games that year. But he dedicated himself on the defensive end in a way that he never had before. Uh, he uh, seemed to deliberately try to make his teammates better, which is something that you could never accuse Mello of prior to that. He came into that year with a zeal and zest that he had not, basically not had, and he dedicated himself to trying and to do an all-around approach to a game that you never saw Melo have. You really never saw him. Now, his statistic, he averaged more rebounds in 2008, but Melo missed a ton of shots, and Melo would grab his own rebound, and that really inflated his numbers, specifically on the uh, offensive rebounding end. Um, Melo averaged 5.2 defensive rebounds, and, you know, and for a guy who was Melo's size, who could really bowl, bully uh, small forwards... Um, he could, and forgive me, there is a car going by right now, and uh, there we go. Um, he would be able to bully people in the post, and you would think that that would translate to the defensive rebounding. He could have averaged at least three more, three to four more rebounds a game and not affected his overall numbers at all, and he just refused to do so. So... Carmelo Anthony, specifically on the defensive end, I mean, my, my big complaint wasn't assists. People always whined about Melo's assists. I, I never cared about that. He was a scorer. His defensive rebounding was, for a guy his size, is just atrocious. But anyway, he came into that season with a bigger and better approach, and it worked. And one of the things that you can factor into with Carmelo Anthony and the way the Nuggets were in that season was how he evolved as a guy who was going to dedicate to improving his body. Um, that's something, as we all know, all Nuggets fans know, Carmelo Anthony never did. Melo was never a guy who was going to dedicate himself to improving his, his body. He just never was. Carmelo Anthony was a, was someone who, Carmelo Anthony was someone who, could naturally score and didn't feel like he needed to. And for all but two seasons of his career, that has been 100% true. Until the 2008-2009-2009-2010 seasons, Melo came in and was in the best shape of his freaking life. And really, he played like it. He played with more stamina. He played with more uh, oomph. He really kind of uh, became not a leader, but he became that guy who was the embodiment of the best player on the team. And Melo's approach and Melo's dedication coming into that season, due to Kobe Bryant talking to him, was something that catapulted the Nuggets into the season that they had that year. Uh, it became uh, part of the, even though Melo also still had his issues throughout the year, it was different. Melo had more stamina. Melo had more last to the end of the game. Melo was a much different player. And anyone who saw him in 2008 coming into that year knows that he was a different player. And that wasn't all Chauncey Billups, which uh, we will talk about the Billups trade in the next podcast. Um, most of that was Carmelo Anthony rededicating himself and becoming more serious about his game. And the Nuggets themselves improved because of that. And Carmelo Anthony doesn't get the credit he deserves for that year. Let's forget about, you know, 
everything else. The way the game is played has changed, and it's left largely left players like Melo behind. But back in 2008, 2009, it was definitely Melo's type of player was uh, not only accepted, uh, players like that could become stars. And it seemed like finally Carmelo Anthony was taking it seriously. 22.8 points per game, uh, 6.8 rebounds, 3.4 assists, um, and... I'm giving bulk numbers because, uh, quite frankly, I do not care about effective field goal percentage, especially in 2008. Um, modern metrics, I do not use modern metrics to analyze past uh, performances, partic- particularly in times when these metrics were not used. Uh, it's unfair, and it, it it's you shouldn't use those things to talk about the game as it was played before. Even in 2008, the, the game of basketball was completely different than it is right now, night and day. And uh, Carmelo Anthony, for the time and for what he was doing, uh, was playing at a level that he had not seen. And then the next year, 2009-2010, you could argue, you could make a very good argue argument that that was Melo's best ever season as a basketball player. So coming into the 2008-2009 season, you had the conditions set Conditions set for Carmelo Anthony to excel <coughs> despite having lower scoring numbers because he took himself seriously. He took his game seriously. And the fundamental change that happened because of the issues at the end of the 2007-2008 season and the offseason that the Melo had, like I said, you can't dismiss the redeemed team but you, what you can do is credit Kobe Bryant, specifically his conversations with Kobe Bryant, the only real person that Melo looks up to in this league, period, particularly at that time, as creating something, as, as creating a different Nuggets player, a different player that the Nuggets benefited from. And uh, the team was much better off for it. All right, thank you for joining me. Uh, the next podcast is going to be about Chauncey Billups' trade and the beginning of that season. Uh, the first, like, let's kind of talk about the first quarter of that season. So I uh, thank you all for joining me again. Let me know on Twitter at jmorton78 uh, what you think of the podcast, um, what you think of this series. Uh, give me some of your own memories about what's been going on. I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear your memories about 10 years ago, this Special Nuggets team. This is going to be a long series of podcasts that are going on, and I hope you enjoy them. Thank you all for joining me, and I will be talking to you later. Goodbye.